been lots of discussion and speculation around the future of the IFP, not all of it well informed, uh, after the passing of Prince Mangasutu Putelezi. Interestingly enough, this week the IFP took yet another ward off the ANC in by-elections, bringing it now into double figures, the number of municipal wards that it's won from uh, the controlling or the party that controls parliament could be very different in 2024. We're going to find out how the IFP is viewing things right now uh, from the leader, President Velenkosini Labisa. Mr. Labisa, good being with you. Let's kick off with the controversial stuff first. Uh, there's been a lot of commentary about the passing of uh, Prince Mangasutu Butelezi, and that now that he has gone, the IFP will disintegrate. Uh, what's your view on that kind of commentary? Uh, thank you very much, Alec. And I also want to greet your viewers. Uh, pardon me, I'm catching flu. It might be interrupting with me throughout the interview. I'm sneezing very badly. Uh, first of all, the IFP was humble. The way people of South Africa, from Africa and across the world, paid tribute and respect to Prince Maosutu Telezi. During the time of condolences and during the day when he was laid to rest. Painful as we were, but we felt comfort the way people came out to support him on his last journey. We are grateful of the people of this world. Then coming to your question, there are people in who had been hoping and wishing the IFP could disappear in the political landscape. They could say all sorts of things about Prisma Osutuk-Telezi. And every time when there could be elections, they would be making predictions after predictions. The IFP has seen difficult times and worse times, and it has survived. Prince Mawasutu Telezi leaves the IFP in the safe hands. I joined the IFP in 1978. I have a team of leaders with whom they joined the IFP in 1975 with whom I am serving in the NEC of the party. Take that experience into account. Um, we have seen all stages in the politics of our country, and we have seen the time when the IFP was doing bad, and the IFP came back to the playground as a strong force, in 2016, grew in 2019, and in 2021, won 
the majority of municipalities in Wazulu-Natal. As you rightly say, we are on an upward trajectory. We have won wards after wards, taking them away from the ANC, the strongholds of the ANC, the latest being the one on Wednesday in Ward 13, along Richards Bay, Eskawini. And we are going to be in this cruise until next year's election. Our strategy was well thought of in 2012 and was put into practice in 2016, 2019, 2021, and it is yielding results. As we approach elections next year, we are strategizing around 2024, 2026, and 2029. So now we know what we are doing. And we have seen political parties disintegrating after the departure of their founders or senior leaders. We won't fall into that trap because we know we remain a voice of reason in the South African politics. And the people of South Africa, when they look for a party that they can trust, that can lead them with integrity and honesty, they know that is the IFP. We can't let down our country. So now whoever thinks the IFP is going to disintegrate must watch the space, but give the, the support to the IFP as we will be becoming a strong force in the South African politics again in 2024 in Wazulu-Natal, Gauteng, and at a national level. So what about the multi-party charter, Mr. Tlabisa? Uh, there are many who believe that you won't get the 50% that you need to be controlling government in South Africa after the 2024 election. Is this a immediate coalition opportunity, or is it something that you're working on for 2029? The multi-party charter for South Africa, Alec, is an immediate action for 2024. If you look at the 2021 local government elections, at a national level, the ANC declined sharply because people preferred to stay at home than to vote for a political party that has failed them. And not seeing a viable alternative, the multi-party charter is an alternative. Currently, we are sitting at 35% in terms of the votes we had in 2021. And we have 27 million voters in South Africa. 14 million are the unregistered voters and 13 million are registered voters, but who are not keen to participate in the voting process. We will be targeting the 27 million. We will be mobilizing the civil society, various stakeholders. The message is, 
if you stay away, the bad government will remain in power and do more damage in our country. Crime, unemployment, load shading, the list is law. We need every citizen to stand up and say it ends now. The 2024 elections will be a watershed moment like 1994, where people of South Africa queue stood in long queues for many hours because they wanted to remove the apartheid government. Mr. Mandela said, what you did to apartheid government, you must do the same to the ANC if it does not serve your interest. It is 30 years now. Every person in South Africa has realized that our country, instead of going forward, it is at the brink of being a collapsed state. So now, it is possible that next year the ANC will be taken out of power because if you look at the statistics, the ANC performance in 2019, comparing it with 2021, the writing is on the wall that they are declining in terms of support and things are very worse now. Load shading, crime and unemployment was not as bad as they are today in 2021. People will have more reasons why they should vote the alternative to remove the government that has failed them. So the multi-party charter is an initiative for now to save South Africa. What about KwaZulu-Natal? Are there many who believe that there will be a change of government in KwaZulu-Natal as, as well as in Gauteng and uh, a non-ANC government in the Western Cape? But the interesting nomination by your coalition partner, the DA, of Christopher Pappas as the premier for the premier candidate for DA would make them perhaps more or stronger than might would otherwise had been contended. How are you looking at that or balancing that with your own objectives of clearly wanting to, to get a majority in KZN? Yes, the IFP and Democratic Alliance are two separate entities. Each of these political parties is entitled to nominate a premier candidate. It is the people of Wazulu-Natal who will choose a political party and give a majority mandate to a political party they trust and believe it will attend the challenges they live with on a daily basis. The IFP is confident that our strategy approach to elections, the way we engage the stakeholders, the voters, is going to be a strong clarion call to people of Wazulu Natal to come in numbers 
to the polling station and endorse the IFP. If they give us a majority of seats, we will lead the government as a single party. But if they make us a majority party in the coalition, we will lead Wazuru Natal in a coalition government. We are confident that we will do well because our strategy, as I have shared many times with you, dates back to 2012. And now we are projecting 2024, 2026, and 2029. What about you personally? Are you going to Cape Town or are you going to be staying in KZN? The, the IFP made a strategic decision that I stay in Wazul-Natal to consolidate our base, make it our springboard, and it is working according to our strategy. You review your strategy from time to time on the basis of the evidence in front of you. The IFP will make an informed decision as to where do I go for a new strategy approach. And that will be based on the prevailing information and evidence before us and a new strategy going forward 2026 to 2029. When I had conversations with the elders of the uh, ANC recently, both Snooki Sikalala and then Mavuso Msimang, um, both of them were talking about coalitions for the ANC and the IFP is right up there as the preferred partner for the ANC post-2024. Now, it, it, you have mentioned that it's likely the ANC won't get their 50%. But if they approach the IFP as a partner, how would you deal with that? It is true. The IFP and ANC have a similar background because the IFP was founded on the basis of the principles and values, policies of the ANC as profounded in 1912. So from that background, we belong and come from one family. But now we are two different political parties in terms of policies and how we behave. The first problem, the ANC and IFP must go through the reconciliation agenda. The reconciliation agenda has nothing to do with merger, but it is about healing the wounds of the past. The ANC must owe its role in the violence of the 80s and 90s. The ANC must publicly own up on all propaganda they used against Prince Butelezi, calling him a collaborator, a snake that must be hit on the head. Yet it was ANC that requested him 
to go and become the prime minister of the erstwhile Wazulu government and gave me a mandate, do not accept the homeland independence. And he kept that mandate. Now, we must go through that reconciliation agenda first. Secondly, when the people of South Africa vote the ANC out because it has failed them, it will be a difficult and a hard decision for the IFP to bring the ANC back through the coalition or through the back door. Because the question that we will have to face in 2026, what will we be saying to the voters when we say we want to remove corrupt government at a local sphere? And people might say, but look, you said the same in 2024 and we gave you our vote and you brought them back through the back door. They are continuing with the show of abusing the state resources. It will have to be a deep engagement if it had to happen and we will have to make a very conscious decision uh, to get into that um, engagement, taking into account the history of the ruling party of late in terms of its failures. Um, I think that is what one can say in, with regard to that question. But the ruling party is saying that it's rejuvenating, that it is fixing itself. Does that change your, your approach? We will have to see drastic steps taken in relation to the recommendations by the Zonda Commission, and that must be demonstrated now. If they don't demonstrate that now, anything they can speak about the future will not hold any water. And I think that will be the first test they will have to pass as an organization to get credit from the electorate. Because if they don't do so, but only speak, it will be something that cannot hold water for us or the electorate. It's a long list, and it's going to be a tough time. But just before we go, the Patriotic Alliance. How does the IFP stand on that issue? It appears within the multi-party charter that some of the parties, in particular Action SA and the Freedom Front, are keen to give the Patriotic Alliance a chance to join. The DA, on the other hand, is very much against it. Where do you stand? The IFP is very clear. We believe the Patriotic Alliance should be given an opportunity to be part of a broad church of the multi-party charter for South Africa because you need a wide participation of political parties who are willing to be an alternative government as we go forward. The issue of coalition, you need to engage each other, engage and engage, and also be patient with each other because you are bringing together political parties with divergent views, outlook, and also policies. So now, as the time goes on, I'm sure 
we will be seeing more political parties joining the Maldi Party Charter, even including the Patriotic Alliance. As I have said, we are very keen. We are not anti-Patriotic Alliance. We believe Patriotic Alliance will play a key role in ensuring that we bring a government that can bring change in South Africa. You look If you look at um, Johannesburg, it's a, it's a disaster what is in Johannesburg. And um, <clears throat> without the support of the Patriotic Alliance, the ANC will be taken out. So now the engagement will go on addressing the challenges at a local government sphere while also preparing for the provincial and national government configuration in 2024 and beyond. Why is the DA then so camped against this if even yourselves, who appear to be on a similar page to them, are saying the Patriotic Alliance should come into the multi-party charter camp? Yeah, really, Alec, I do not want to be the spokesperson for the Democratic Alliance. They can explain best their views. But all I can say, in a coalition government, you need to be patient with each other. You need to persuade each other. You need to engage and engage and engage and try to find a common ground. And this does not happen overnight. That is why I'm saying, going forward, we will be seeing more parties coming over and even those who were far apart from each other, closing the gap, eventually accepting each other because a coalition is a combination of different political parties. It takes time for other political parties to accept each other's and in other political parties, it happened over a short period of time. I'm confident political parties who are committed to bring a new government, that will be a solution, bring hope, revive dreams and aspirations of the people of South Africa as they were in 1994 and prior, will eventually sing from the same hymn book and say, for the sake of the people of South Africa, irrespective of how we differ, let us deliver the government that will bring hope once again and rebuild our country and prevent South Africa from being a failed state. Helen Kosini Tlabisa is the president of the IFP. I'm Alec Hogg from Business News.com.